So you're going to unmute Andy now? Friday then, Saturday, Sunday. Yes, I think I will, actually, because he's just going to keep doing that sort of... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely discovered the mute button. Yeah, right. It's Friday then. Oh, God! <laughs> right, I, I, I think we need to share the power of this mute button between us, Jeff. We do. I, I will use it wisely. Indeed. <laughs> I am worthy. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are. We are in the grand old UK at the moment. Uh, only the second worst nation to be in in the world, I think, right now. Um, and how is everybody? Andy, can we hear you now? Uh, I think you can. I... <laughs> no, boring. Jav, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing a lot better now. You know, this week has been one of those weeks where I've realized I've, I've reignited my passion for hating people and uh, oh, really one of the reasons that so you know there's so many zoom meetings and webexes and everything you remember you remember the days tom when if you when wanted you to worked. speak to if you, when, when you if you wanted to speak to someone you would pick up the phone and you'd dial them and if it was a good time they'd talk to you if not they'd say no or they wouldn't pick up yeah. but now it's like Someone sends an email. Can I call you at this time? Oh, no. What about that time? And then it's like a Zoom meeting. And Anyway, I got this meeting. And this happened three times to me this week. So where someone said, are you free for a call between? And, and someone said, so the most recent one the other day was, are you free for a call between one and five? Tell me what time works for you. And I said, okay, how about four o'clock? And then they came back saying, Oh, you know, I was really hoping we could speak a bit earlier. I said, "Well, why did you give me the option then, you muppet?" Jeez, it's it's like when you know people are on WhatsApp and all that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, I've got so much on. I, all these people want to talk to me. It's like, well, just don't respond. Yeah, you know, you you don't have to respond to every message. You know, you can just say, you know, nothing. That's a perfectly acceptable response. The whole point of these things is that. Somebody can deliver a message. You don't have to respond to that message, right? Yeah. It's it's a it's a bit like chatting to Andy. You know, we we can talk to him, but <laughs> we can block him talking to us yes. if we want to. Yes. Although I promise I won't do it anymore, Andy. Andy, how the devil are you? Hopefully, a little bit more cheerful than Jav. Oh, he's sulking now. <laughs> we could just hear his traffic going outside his window. Yeah, Dickie, we know he's there. <laughs> Do you know what? I we... thought that was a setup because I was waiting for that mic, the uh, <laughs> mute button to go on. So I thought, I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. I am a man of my word. I said I wasn't going to press the mute button anymore, even though I've just discovered it after 33 bloody episodes. Just discovered that I can mute people. That this is going to be. Well, great. I actually did a count. It's probably it's actually about 35 episodes. You, you've really mislabeled them. Uh, in the early days. <laughs> Is it really that bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're underselling ourselves. <laughs> does that include the dubious That does episode? include. There's nothing dubious about the second episode, but it does include the second episode. <laughs> Do you know what? One of these days I will edit that together and release it as like a special edition. 
<laughs> I think we're waiting for a, uh, a certain event to occur. And, uh, uh, that's right. The way 2020 has gone, it's not, uh, it's not out of the question. <laughs> no, uh, but, no, but that's going to be like that famed Star Wars Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, they're bringing that back. They're bringing back the Star Wars Christmas um, show. Are they? Are yeah, they? And, but it's, it's, it's um, Lego based. It's all Lego. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be superb, unlike the original Christmas show. You know, yesterday I saw on on Twitter, Disney Pay Up was trending because some writers have not been compensated for writing. That's right. For Star Wars, some Star Wars um, episodes or shows or something. I don't know. Oh, really? Which what? Which show? I didn't. I hadn't worked out. What, I hadn't got to the bottom of which show. I don't know. Do you think I don't read through the stories? I just. You think we researched what we talk about on this show? In fact, Andy, you were saying that the the other information security podcast that's worth listening to, they always know what they're talking about. They've actually read the stories, right? Absolutely, yeah. They don't just chuck stuff together like in the five minutes before they uh, no, dial into no. the same number. They're not actually making edits as we're talking right now to the show notes, are they? You know, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, folks, if you're listening to us for in depth analysis, you are on the wrong show. Um, that is not what we are about. But give us a headline and we will give you an opinion. We will. We will tell you exactly what we think. Exactly what we think. So talking of headlines, uh, I got a Google alert the other day because I've set up um, uh, Google alerts for host unknown. Hold on, Tom. Are you not going to run the intro first? What intro? The intro for the show. We've done it. We've done it. When did we do that? Oh my god, Jack! <laughs> At the start of the show. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes, really. Hold on, I want to go back. <laughs> I got this without Tom. No, forget that. Oh my god! I, I honestly can't remember hearing the jingle. <laughs> you see, folk, this is what we have to do. <laughs> anyway. So I have a Google alert set up for host unknown and uh, I'm obviously not very good at doing host uh, alerts because we don't get many, but we got one the other day. Do you know what it was for? Do tell. It was about host unknown. It was about host unknown. It said, and in fact, it just proves we have more than just an international audience. Um, So it's, says, is there life on Venus? Here's what the discovery of phosphine means. Now, you're wondering where your favourite podcast infosec show hosted by three people is in this particular story. Well, it goes on. The gas detected in the atmosphere suggests the planet could host unknown photochemical or geochemical (laughs) processes. We'll take it. (laughs) News, you know, a headline is a headline. And uh, that's one of ours. So I don't that. see uh, anyone else being mentioned in a podcast on Venus. So uh, no, I guess no. Exactly. Once we, again, we're there first and uh, expect them to follow in the next couple of years. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's going to be something about, I don't know, Pluto um, smashing something to do with security. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they'll clutch at whatever straws they can to try and compete. Uh, God, will we ever get through an episode without talking about them? I don't know. I'd I, I much rather when we talk about your mum, actually. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she said to me, oh, so you got my Christmas present, have you? 
Yes. <laughs> we didn't tell her it was the AD three thousand. Shut but, up! Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to. You know, use the the mute on you, Jan. Anyway, anyway, shall we move on? Yes, please. <laughs> Swiftly on. I'm so sorry, Mum. Swiftly on. Let's. Should we? Um, should we get on to this week in first sec? Let's do it. Let's Why not? do it. This week in InfoSec. So this week in InfoSec sees us go back 30 years, back to uh, 14th November 1990, when during an NBC news broadcast, uh, two computer hackers from the hacking group Masters of Deception identified only by the aliases Acid Freak and Fiber Optic, took responsibility for posting the Happy Thanksgiving message on the Learning Link system after destroying the data on it. Uh, Why can't so, they just call each other Dave and Trevor? Well, um, we got to think back then it was cool to have cool names, you know, and I, I miss those days. when. Um, you really? Know, the, yeah, I mean, uh, who else do they have in there? Um, Billy Scorpion. the Kid. Crazy Eddie, Scorpion, the Plague Seeker. Um, you know the they, had, uh, <laughs> they had. Uh, they had. I mean, you know, you'd hear the handle. You you knew that they were were you know computer hackers. There's no doubt in that. Um, but yeah, so this was uh, referring to an event that uh, occurred back in um, just uh, November '89 uh, when they destroyed most of the information uh, on the Learning Link computer. Um, and they just left a message saying, Happy Thanksgiving, you turkeys, which is uh, timely at this time of year as well. Um, the FBI, on 16th November 2000, the FBI released a second batch of documents uh, related to their carnivore email surveillance program um, under the Freedom of Information Act, um, which was requested. Um, now, if you don't recall this, Carnival was the system used by the FBI um, that was designed to monitor email and all electronic communications. Um, so it was a customizable packet sniffer that could monitor all of a target user's internet traffic, uh, thousands of users at a time, and put it all into massive databases, which could then subsequently be queried for names, email addresses, and keywords. Uh, and obviously, its name didn't um, <laughs> didn't do it any favors in the in the PR department, uh, and it was subsequently renamed in two thousand five. What's a fluffy puppy? Uh, DCS one thousand, I think. I would need to go back and uh, check, but yeah, its name was changed to something a lot more. DCS one thousand. That sounds like a sex toy. Uh, yes, along the theme of the AD three thousand. I'm guessing. Yeah, apparently, so. but just. just... <laughs> Not as good. <laughs> Just not as good, no. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of pressure came out, and the EFF were pretty big uh, on this at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, with all the pressure, a review was conducted. And I think, you know, what they – one of the conclusions out of that review was that Carnivore didn't snatch more data from networks, that, networks than it should, um, but they did highlight it had no auditing uh, functions and uh, significant deficiencies in the protection for the integrity of the information it collects. Um, oh. so, so anyone could could uh, check the data, and then anyone could tamper with the data and frame anyone 
and there'd be no way to prove or disprove that. <laughs> Pretty much. And in terms of its usage, uh, you know, I think they only counted uh, like requests for wiretaps that were done electronically. They didn't do any illegal wiretaps or, uh, you know, they didn't count those or um, wiretaps that were requested via uh, pen and paper. So, yeah, lots of, uh, you know, today this software or variants of it are still running. um, But without the scary name, I don't think they're being picked up too much. Um, So it's very secretive in terms of what the FBI can monitor and how they monitor it these days. Why don't we ask uh, Edward Snowden? Maybe he should be a, a little person on the uh, show oh, and he can... Do you know what? A better idea. Uh, you just remind Ed the Fed. Tom's Ed mate. the Fed, Friend yeah. of the show and Tom's very good friend. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's right. He, he, who hasn't returned my emails recently. But um, <laughs> but it's uh, what I find quite interesting about this is that they, they release this because of a Freedom of Information Act, right? Yes. And it becomes you know, apparent that actually this stuff is spying and that anybody can have access to it. Anybody, you know, within the FBI or wherever can have access to it. It's kind of, you're surprised by this? I mean, the the governments have been doing this for decades and yeah. dec- hundreds of years. Well, I think, was it called Echelon before that, wasn't it? Or a similar sort of... <clears throat> or, the, or the stuff that Snowden, you know, um, exposed. Yeah. Shocking as it was, you know, and headline value, actually... Really? Are you surprised? Of course. Of course governments do that. We're lucky that they're just benign governments at the moment. Maybe less so in America right now. But uh, um, but even so, I, 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 I'm amazed. It, it's almost a level of uh, uh, naivety that I find surprising that people are surprised that this happens. He's just he's just talking about this week in InfoSec. Yeah. I mean, he's talking about something that yeah. happened 20 years ago. <laughs> this isn't new news. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So um, that was a fascinating... This week in InfoSec. I tell you what, it's it's like we practice this all, you know, all day, every day, in, in readiness for Friday. Um, but for those that know us... <laughs> <laughs> you, you Obviously, know, you know one one thing I've found like doing online presentations is really hard because there's nothing to motivate you to get into the oh there's an audience there or something or walking there's none of that walking onto stage there's none of that yeah. none of that and actually this week it was IC squared congress and they had it virtual and I didn't see it but I saw some of the they put up some YouTube compilations of it and uh, one of the keynote speakers well Graham Cluley was one of the keynote speakers. But, um, what, friend of the show, Graham Cooley of Smashing Security? Yes, yes, yes. Huh. But other than him, because he, he was sitting there in his professional podcast setup, uh, I don't know if he's a friend of the show, but um, uh, fr- f- uh, InfoSec um, legend, uh, closest thing to uh, that InfoSec has to a rock star, Bruce Schneier was uh, keynoting at, at Congress. And, oh, yeah. and he was actually standing up during his... Um, presentation he was doing it from home on a webcam but he was stood up and he was at and there was someone else I can't remember the lady's name but she was also standing up and doing the presentation I thought hey that's pretty good you could actually when you're standing up and you're presenting and like you know you could probably get a bit more energy maybe I should do that for the podcast but I got my coffee and I sat down I thought you know what I'm too lazy I'm not going to do that (laughs) (laughs) I funny enough I do that when I'm presenting on webinars now because I I got one of those Uppy downy, razy desks, 
And uh, so I put the desk up and stand in front of it. And it does make a difference, I think. Um, it, it, it does change the energy somewhat. So you should try it. So, okay. This money, money-saving money tip was brought to you by... Host yeah, money-saving tip. Go and buy a, a, an uppy-downy desk from Ikea. Yeah. I mean, where else would you get one, right? Wayfair. I was about to say Wayfair. I've been looking at desks recently. Uh, Wayfair. Uh, Wayfair. Wayfair. I've never heard of them. Wayfair. I literally sent you a link about desks the other day when I'm choosing which desk I'm going for. Oh, Christ, that looked like Viking Direct. No, oh, no. no, it wasn't. Wayfair. They're the ones that traffic kids and they sell you kids with the with the furniture you get. So if you, if you get... Oh, allegedly. them. Allegedly. It was them. Yes. So if you, if you get a desk... With the, the brand name Andy, it's just, you know, 200 pounds. But if it's like brand name, I don't know, whatever, Little Tommy, then it's like, you know, 10 grand. Where are you going with this? No, that was the Do you not remember was... this story? Like, this I was do, this I year, do. Wasn't but, what, it? But, but what? Yeah, that's right. But did, wasn't that the result of a hack or something? No, it was some weird, well, allegedly... It was some weird configuration on their back end that if you bought, like, say, cushions with certain names on it, they would be like 10 times the price of the ones without. Well, even more than that. It was like ridiculously. It was ridiculous amount. And and people were um, matching those names up with missing kids in, in, uh, you know, from whatever. And and they were like, oh, they're trafficking kids in plain sight. And uh, it became one of those things. Well, no, not in plain sight, in furniture. Yeah. God, there's a. God, can we can we get back to being incompetent and unprofessional? Because <laughs> that's just too depressing. Do you know what? If we have a mind map of this show, we can actually explain the segues and how we get to the topics we talk about. Without, uh... I, I think our behind the scenes show would be about five times longer. <laughs> the director's commentary would never end. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and regular listeners. So the clue or the key here you have to st- is to listen every week. Exactly. You've got to stay with us on this one. Yeah. We, we, we deliberately leave Easter eggs, and you need to go back and listen to it again and again to pick yeah. them out. We probably, we, yeah. Host unknown, the Easter bunny of InfoSec. <laughs> we can't promise it gets better, but it, it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> It's like in 50 years' time when we're all dead, everyone's like, these guys were geniuses. Have you seen? They spoke yeah. about this in episode three. And then in 33, they linked it together. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Comic geniuses. <clears throat> Incompetent geniuses. Anyway, shall we move on to this week's Tweet of the Week? So uh, this one is me. And you may have recalled, in fact, I do believe we spoke about this briefly, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, There was a, a tweet from a chappie called Jeff Johnson, a security researcher, that said, hey, Apple users, if you're now experiencing hangs launching apps on the Mac, I figured out the problem using a little snitch. It's trust It's trust deconnecting to ocsp.apple.com, denying that connection fixes it because OCSP is a soft failure. Uh, and then went on to basically say that this is a massive security vulnerability. Apple needs to repair it. Uh, they're snooping on everybody, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Apple didn't address this for quite a number of days, which is pretty normal for Apple. Um, but then, uh, and 
and in fact, it was it was a, a, a painful period. It was around about the time of the Big Sur update, uh, and it affected me as well. So I couldn't run app, apps. For <laughs> Sorry, you, you say painful period, and like you know, in, in context, we're in the middle of a pandemic here, and you know, I think in in years to come, people will talk about the year twenty twenty and, and say you know it was a painful period. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, talking well, about open... the problems you had updating your Mac, right? Yeah. It was a painful period yeah. for us fanboys. <laughs> Just getting the you context know? there, right? That's all. Yeah, the context was that, you know, lockdowns are fine, but if you can't open your apps, you're screwed. Fair, fair you point. Know, fair point. You know, in, in, you, know you need you that context, Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then the chill. But um, um, but basically, the, 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 the end, end result is that um, that analysis was picked apart, and it's not the security flaw that everybody thinks. The no. data that Apple exactly the data that Apple are gathering as a result of this, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, is exactly in fact less data than what the average ISP will collect from you anyway. Um, and uh, frankly, this is all a little bit overegged. Uh, what it did do, as much as anything, is actually highlight the fact that when you're online and you open an app. Uh, Apple know about it um, because this thing phones home, uh, and of course that whole phrase "phones home" is never good, right? Because it's you know they're often related with Chinese malware or hardware or firmware that sits in your you know unknown, unbeknownst to you on your network, and then occasionally phones home with a bunch of data. The Chinese government has ruined ET for me. I yeah, know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. But as funny enough, it also turns out this is exactly what Windows does. With Microsoft, this is a perfectly standard thing because it's around uh, confirming that the application that is launching has got the correct certificate and is actually the application that it says it is. So there's also an element of security on there and making sure that you you're not vulnerable to, um, you know, uh, uh, um, malware that has been installed in place of certain applications. Uh, so, um. Oh, and the other thing as well is it, it, it fails gracefully and promptly when you're offline. So it doesn't stop you from opening the apps when you're offline, obviously, because we've all been offline occasionally. Uh, dreadful, dreadful period of my life. But um, uh, and the applications still work. But the moment you connect, it will it will uh, check. It will phone home and, and check for you. So yeah, this became quite a massive uh, non-event. For, yeah, yeah. Well, a non-event, absolutely. But like many things, people are still latching onto that first report. This is awful, blah, blah, blah. And then forgetting the actual follow-up, which kind of mirrors us somewhat our political environments uh, on both sides of the ponds and probably elsewhere in the world as well at the moment, which is, you know, this whole thing of fake news. Really, it comes about that someone says something, it gets it gets promoted around the world, and then when it's proven to be untrue or at the very least, not as bad as it as it was originally. That bit seems to get forgotten, um, you know. But ultimately, this story died a death, um, you know, after about a week or two. Because were we talking about it last week or the week before? No, we talked yeah, about the the hanging uh, last week, but um... yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, quite quite an interesting one here. That uh, what was the, the a really hot topic on on the. On the bulletin boards, show my age there that um, that has literally just sort of disappeared into nothingness. So, quite an interesting one, I thought. Thank you for that. 
Very good, Tom. Okay. But you're the one with the right. outro, so uh, that, that proves <laughs> where you paused. I was, a, I was, a, I was uh, assuming there might the be button. might be a little bit of commentary, but you know. <laughs> well, you know, other than <laughs> <laughs> other than what? Other than the fact that you just like you know, let's oh, there's an update, quick, let's roll it out quickly into all my production machines immediately uh, before the Chinese hack yeah. into me, and then it's yeah. like, oh, this is uh, this has bought some process, then yeah. Yeah, but it balked it at 10 o'clock at night and then I was able to work again the following morning, so it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Trust in Apple, my son. <laughs> anyway, that was this week's... Tweet of the Week. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. More fun than a security vendor's briefing. All right, let's move swiftly on, shall we? Um, We've got this up next. Ah, and this is you, Jav. Billy Big Balls of the Week. I'd like to rephrase that. That's not you specifically. No, no, it's all right. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy with that. So this week's Billy Big Balls uh, is a person by the name of Timothy Jock. Timothy John Watson. Sounds American. Sounds American, and you are right. You won the washing machine, Andy. So, um, well, I bet he goes by Timothy J. Watson, though, doesn't he? I bet he yeah, really says yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. Or, or TJ to his friends. TJ Watson, that's it. <laughs> yeah, TJ. He is from. Do you think he, he, he watched TJ Hooker growing up? And like, yeah, that's yeah. Anyway, and he's got the uh, Dodge Charger with a Confederate flag on the roof. <laughs> You know, I would not be and surprised. A sister called, and a sister called Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> a sister cousin. A sister cousin. <laughs> okay, so we already let her, I think we, we, we're letting on how we feel about TJ. But... <laughs> he's, he's, he's secretly homosexual as well. Listen to but uh, won't But won't admit it. Well, it, it wasn't really. It was his uncle who made moonshine in the shed and he'd go help him. And then, Anyway... Yeah, it's not a slur, by the way. It's just that it's a slur against TJ because he won't admit it. By the way, I'm just just being clear here. <laughs> Stop digging, Tom. I know. Anyway, I know. before we know it, I'm going to be taking over the African continent again. <laughs> yes. Anyway, for all his flaws, TJ was a hardworking entrepreneur. He, uh, I'm assuming, he he made his way out of poverty and uh, lack of opportunity, but he saved up enough money. Uh, he learned about coding and he bought himself a 3D printer and he thought he'd set up his own shop and need 3D, 3D print items and sell them online. And he found out he was very good at printing little hooks. So, Following the American dream then. Yeah, American dream. Uh, portable wall hangers, as he, he'd call them. Um, you know, it's used to hang keys lanyards and other small objects in place where they can be easily uh, accessed because according to the site searching for your keys really sucks i get it yeah but you know uh, america being america they can't bear to see an honest hard-working entrepreneur get ahead so um federal agents busted him uh, into his house and arrested him um last week And what for? Yeah. The FBI accuses TJ 
of using the product as a thinly veiled cover for manufacturing and selling 3D printed plastic sears that allow semi-automatic AR-15s to be converted into fully automatic machine guns. Oh, Jesus Christ. His website's down now, but there are photos on, on the other link there. Yes. Um, and they do like a, look like a very odd hook, in fairness. You, a, wouldn't design, you wouldn't design a hook to look like that. No, no. It's, uh, it's absolutely not a hook at all. It's just a, a very weird design. But, um, but yeah, it's um, – and one of them is like, got a black base with a red tip. And uh, they they call them the red coat hanger pack, uh, so you know. Uh, but you know, it's it's just uh, quite. If if you go on Twitter, the tweets are still up, you know. And it's like, you know, what if you don't have any red coats, you know, and uh, all that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's really interesting story because. Uh, we're probably going to see more and more of this kind of stuff. And it's been spoken about for a while, just related to 3D printing, that with the right designs, you could 3D print pretty much anything. Uh, I, I think if they redone the A-team, instead of locking them in a sh- shed full of tools, they'd just lock them in a shed with a 3D printer and they'd make themselves a tank and, and bust out of there. Yeah. Although although you'd hear the occasional scream of, fuck it, the spool's broken again! <laughs> Yes. Oh, I'm going to have to start again. It's just buggered up. I know. I know. It's 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 really weird. It's it's just like well, obviously there's this. Um, I don't want to go into Americans and guns and like why why they actually have AR-15s and you know, well, but we, we've got we've got them in semi-automatic mode or semi-automatic mode, and uh, you know we we because that will save a lot more lives and then people are going and converting them into um, fully automatics. And apparently there was one person who was arrested, who was a customer of his, uh, who was arrested uh, for, uh, during a bank robbery or something. So, But n- <laughs> no word on whether he actually had installed that sear on his gun, but, you know, there, there's a close correlation between people that buy stuff from his website or, or his ex-website and actually go out and commit some crimes. But um, I, I think this this slowly increase. I, I mean, I'm a. I've just been getting into uh, just understanding a bit more about three D printing, and there are some fantastic use cases to it. Like uh, I found this uh, online forum, which I joined a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's called enable e enable dot com, uh, and it's a volunteer organization, and they share designs for prosthetics. Yeah, and and this is oh, cool. and this is especially for children. So um, anywhere in the world, um, and they have like a few standard designs. They've shared all the designs for it. Um, and there's a volunteer network. So if you're, say, anywhere in the world and you're a child that's lost their, a limb or a hand or, or something in, in, a, in an accident or by birth or what have you, um, you can find a local volunteer. They'll take your measurements. They'll print one and send it to you. And, and you've got a prosthetic hand. It, it just literally costs like, what, $20, $30 in, in raw material. So... I think there's some fantastic uses to it. Fantastic, absolutely. Yeah. But um, but then, you know, it, it goes both ways. The thing this story really reminds of is, is what somebody was telling me the other day about how you can make people believe the most outrageous things by adding just two words on the end of a sentence. Um, so like in, in this case, for instance, it would be, uh, did you hear about this guy who was arrested 
uh, because he was selling coat hooks that people were using to convert guns from semi-automatic <laughs> to full automatic. Unbelievable story. Yeah, in America. <laughs> now it makes sense now it makes sense so you literally just add those two words on the end and everything becomes believable so did you hear about this woman who um her husband died like 20 years ago and then she fell in love with a goat that she was convinced was the reincarnation of her of her husband and decided to marry it like what, what? seriously in america uh-huh. Uh-huh. i like it i like it uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so that's exactly <laughs> what I think of with this story is, you know, by adding that, that simple two words in America, actually so much more makes sense. Yeah. And to our to our American fans, because we, we know you're out there, tell us this isn't true, <laughs> right? I, I, I absolutely challenge you to tell us it's not true because you couldn't say in England, it wouldn't work, or in Spain – or, or even in Mexico, it just it does not work at no. all. There's no other country. Maybe in Russia, maybe. Oh, oh but yeah. that's usually if it's involving uh, dash cam footage or wrestling bears and vodka and vodka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Did you hear that uh, Smashing Security won another award? What seriously? In America. Oh, <laughs> Jav, see what you did there. See what you did there. Anyway, thank you, Jav, for this week's... Billy Big Balls of the Week. Okay, so... Did I just crash the jingle? That is a really long one. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> and please be telling us you're a professional. Uh, so, our reliable sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire have been... I'm going to cut in just there. I'm going to cut very in Very busy. There. I'm going to cut in the... just there and talk about how professional Andy is <laughs> and, and competent Andy is here. Because, <laughs> because what you will, will not know, dear listener, from listening to this podcast, because it will have been so expertly cut together is that we've had a few technical difficulties <laughs> and I've had to tell the In America story, I think, three times now. But the first time I told it, Andy said, but that's three words. <laughs> anyway, carry on, Andy. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm <laughs> going to explain that the technical difficulties were caused by you knocking a giant dildo off your desk and pulling out your mic. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, if we want to, you know, start throwing the mud that's going, if we start airing the dirty laundry, like, I'm happy to go. Like, don't you know, that's don't the... blame Harry for this. <laughs> happy True Harry story. Harry, right? True don't story. Blame, don't blame Harry. You know, well, I learned a long, long time ago, never are, mess with Andy. Like, you know. There are, <laughs> there are two stories here that are not related but have suddenly become one story in Andy's mind. No, That's what no, I like. No, no, no. You know that saying, like, never wrestle with a pig, it will drag you down into the mud and then beat you with experience? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never wrestle with an idiot. Yeah. Never try a smear campaign against Andy. The amount <laughs> of oh, data dear. he has and the desire, inner desire to prove himself right. So what, <laughs> do, you, do you remember like a few years ago, we were at B-Sides London and uh, we were sat there with some of the people from Twist and Shout. I think it was Jess and, and, and someone else. And and, uh, 
Andy said something and I completely refuted it. He goes, no, I've got it in writing. I said, go on then. And he sat there for 45 minutes. <laughs> he went quiet for 45 minutes. That's right. That's right, yeah. Oh, dear. Do you know what? When, when, when Andy and his missus have an argument and she says, you didn't say that, and he says, yes, I did, and then he goes off to a massive you know, set of cupboards <laughs> and open and catalogue, you know, goes through and then pulls out a tape cassette and plugs it into something and goes, and, and then it plays exactly what he said, you know, guarantee you. Tape cassettes were a very long time ago, Tom. Now it's just all uh, memory cards. Yeah. Ah, right. Well, okay, so they're all, all in a little drawer oh. then. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. So as a visual, it's not very, um, you know, not not as exciting. Anyway, where, where were we? Oh, yes. Do go on. Uh, so this is part you can just hit the jingle. <laughs> Should I just hit the jingle? Okay, but that means I have to know where it is. Okay. Industry news. IT leaders reliant on data for threat insight. Industry news. Hashtag ISSE 2020. Look to decentralise rather than legacy identity approvals. Industry news. Employees have access to an average of 10 million files. Industry news. Hashtag ISSE 2020. Real digital identity can exist with new technology. Industry news. Increase in ransomware sophistication and leverage of legacy malware predicted for 2021. Industry news. Hashtag DXP Summit. Use quarantine your ransomware recovery. Industry news. Hashtag DXP Summit. How Zoom met 2020's security challenges. Industry news. MOD receives funding boost and confirms increase in cyber spending. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. What? WTF, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What? I I may have made a mistake in the show notes... (laughs) It was, it was fine. It was absolutely fine. No, it's well, not fine. You, well, you know what? You guys do this to me. You started off by cutting off my last story, <laughs> and now you've just completely omitted me altogether. So it's right. The audience will fill in the gaps. Don't worry. I, you know what? I think I should bring in my own news section. Just, Look, just... you can only bring in your own news section if you've got your own news jingle. I do. I do. Hold on. Let, let oh, just... okay. Play it then. No, go on. Give me a sec. Go on. Give me a sec. Play it. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Javid's Weekly Stories. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting our value for money from that free jingle? Okay. So, <laughs> Javad's Weekly Stories. Lazarus Malware deployed in South Korea supply chain hack. Javad's Weekly Stories. Data belonging to 2.7, 27.7 million text <laughs> stolen in latest case of unsecured storage. And finally, Animal Jam hacked 46 million records roam the dark web. And that was this week's Javad's Industry Stories. Okay, play the outro jingle. Go on. <laughs> Give me a sec, it's not working. <laughs> Javid's weekly stories. 
<coughs> now, Host Unknown is all about cheap and nasty, but goddamn, that was cheap and nasty. <laughs> So the the guy freelance. <laughs> I, I, I see you've uh, added the stories into the show notes now. Um, Is this an official thing now? You're you're doing Jabs Industry News. Uh, well, I'm just looking. I, I can't help but notice that as I check through, that's the first one. Oh, no, I think I know what you're checking. <laughs> so, Jeff, you oh, happen no. to be quoted in all of these stories. Oh, seriously? <laughs> uh, yeah. Jamad Malik, security awareness advocate at uh, security awareness training firm, uh, pointed out, uh, yeah, so this is your... Do you know what? I'm going to go on record and say security advocates, they just, they just sort of prostitute themselves out for this sort of thing. And only to get some some cheap bloody uh, coverage in in mainstream podcasts like this. I don't, you just don't, don't be haters, guys. Look, these these are top quality news stories. I, I it, but it, it's it's dragging down the already poor reputation of security advocates. <laughs> and it's just the step. Oh, I love this one. It raises the question as to how deeply embedded technology has become in all aspects of our lives. I think he said Malik that in said, one of the stories yeah, last. But week. it says Malik said by email. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Look, look. This is me doing a public service. I'm I'm sharing the wisdom, the knowledge to to people who don't listen to this podcast, and I know there are a few of them out there. So it's important that we we close the loop and bring the stories into the podcast as well. I don't know. Very good. I don't know. Would you ever become a security advocate, Andy? Uh, definitely not. No, I'm not no. a uh, whore. I'm not a media whore. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think I, I don't think I could bring myself to. It's ridiculous, right? So, who are we going to get to sponsor us this week? Maybe Jav with his industry news. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Host unknown. Sponsored by. Jav's Jav's industry yeah. news. When are you going to give us some money, Jeff? <laughs> this, this, you know, this feels remarkably like a shakedown. This is like, <laughs> it's like two two mobsters walk into my shop and like you know it would be a shame if something would happen to the shop, wouldn't it? Like it caught fire or something. Yeah. Why don't you give us some money? Make sure nothing happens to the shop. <laughs> what can I say? The three of us are desperate for money, so why don't you give us some? <laughs> Oh man! All right, shall we? Um, let, let's move on and uh, let let let's give Andy the last word. Well, not the last word because you never know; we might have another story at the end of this. Uh, let's go on to this week's rant of the week. So this is a story about an app, uh, a Muslim prayer app called Muslim Pro, uh, which is an app that reminds users when to pray and what direction Mecca is in relation to the user's current location. Um, And this is a very popular app. Uh, So according to Google Play Store, the app's been downloaded over 50 million times on Android devices uh, and over 98 million times um, according to or from the Apple Store, uh, according to the Muslim Pro's website. Um, So So what we can ascertain is that among the Muslim community... Android is more popular than Apple. Uh, Fifty million times on Android, yeah. If, if you do the if you do the math that way, 
Um, so you you mean correctly? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to say you know that they, they, they like a bargain is all I'm saying. Like you know, and <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Friends of the show that I know like a bargain. Okay, okay. <laughs> Any just, of the Muslims among us. Just uh, just on the side note, brothers, I know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, just uh, out of interest, what, uh, what OS are you running on your phone? So, so I, I have Android. I have I love, Android. I love the fact that he doesn't just answer. I have Android. My wife and my daughter have iPhones. Uh, my mum has an Android. So we're, we're, we're like a 50-50 split smartphone house. Well, maybe, you know, 50-48. <laughs> actually, actually, no, my son's got an iPhone now as well. So that's three, uh-huh. we've got three iPhones. Okay, two, but is Android. it a hand-me-down or did he actually get a separate iPhone? Oh. Hand me down. Even my daughter's got him a hand me down. <laughs> up until up until two weeks ago, even my wife had me hand me down. So like, <laughs> gee, I don't know. Yeah, oh, so dear. I'm just saying you're getting your money's worth, right? <coughs> uh, so anyway, right. So this app, um, and this is the important part. So 98 million downloads, uh, connected to you know wide ranging um, supply chain. Essentially, what happens with this app is it sends. Ordinary people's personal data to brokers, contractors, and the military. What? So, a technical analysis done by uh, Motherboard um, basically uncovered these parallel data streams that are sent to um, the military, as well as uh, you know the, the usual data collectors. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the, one of the key things about military and knowing the location of you know a particular demographic is that uh, the military have used location data to target drone strikes in the past. Um, so purchasing access to this sort of sensitive data, um, you know, especially when I guess the the entire uh, or, or, you know, a high percentage of that user base are of a particular uh, religion, uh, which is uh, often persecuted by um, <laughs> Americans <laughs> with, know, extreme America, prejudice. with extreme prejudice. Um, but it, it wasn't just that app as well. So there's another uh, dating app called Muslim Mingle um, that's been downloaded, you know, only uh, a few hundred thousand times. Uh, but that also, um, you know, sends data. Uh, to the military? Well, so they actually send it to something called Xmode, who then sell it on to the military. X mode sounds completely like a military company. It does, yeah, <laughs> like one of these fronts. I mean, it's a little bit derivative, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, I will uh, update that uh, since publication of this story earlier the week, um, they have stopped doing business and, and stopped selling data to X mode um, because of its, uh, you know, what, what they since found out happened. This is that this is the chain. second company, not the first company. This is the first company, yeah. So this oh, is right, the, okay. yeah the Muslim Pro. Um, you know, app that 98 so who, million people have. I would be fascinated to, to to understand who wrote the app. Was it a was it a, a you know a Muslim company? Oh, I, I don't know. If, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, did somebody write this with the explicit intention of sharing the data with the military? With my tinfoil hat on. I don't think so. I th- I, so uh, what I understand, it, it it might not have originally been developed by a Muslim. I think it was in Singapore or right. uh, some country like that where someone saw uh, his friends were always like 
oh, what's the time for prayer? And they're looking at printed okay. timetables and or, or, or what have yeah. you. Uh, so he came up with the idea, well, why don't I make it into an app? And then it's grown from there. So I think, you know, I, I don't know exactly. I don't think so it, it came from a good place rather than a very cynical place. Well, yeah. Well, I think like most of these things is um, they often start from a good place and then – Hey, there's 98 million of these Muslims data here. How do we get our hands on it, General? And yeah. um, that that's... we throw money at them. Yes. <laughs> I oh my god, it's it is quite worrying, and um, you know because because like really worries me. It is an app that I've got on my phone. <laughs> I know most members of my family and, and yeah. friends have it as well. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. As do just, I, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I've got Tinder. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but, the, but the fact is that, you know, if you're not a Muslim, you're not going to have the app on it, or on your phone. Or like no. maybe 10 people are because they're developers or testers or, or they're toying with the religion or something like that. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. exactly. But exactly. It, gives, it gives you such a specific – I mean, maybe that's why I get stopped at the airports all the time. I don't know. Um, it's, yeah. it, it's just really quite, quite frightening. Um, yeah. I, it is it's shockingly frightening. And so I, I should, uh, I guess, to, uh, you know, just help out. It's not just um, these apps. There were some other apps, like a step tracking app, uh, which I can't pronounce. Acupedo, um, global Acupedo. storms. Yeah. Are you sure that was a step tracking? Acupedo. <laughs> um, global storms app, uh, which follows hurricanes, typhoons, tropical storms, and uh, one of the Craigslist apps as well. But what about stuff like Grinder, right? You know, that being shared with government agencies and certainly in, in countries that, you know, be, being gay is illegal and punishable severely, potentially by death as well. You know, that that's... Yep, that's exactly uh, it. That's exactly it. That's, uh, why, I, that's why privacy is so important. I know Andy doesn't agree with it, but there are so many people th <laughs> throughout history have been... Severely persecuted, yeah, because of um, so, so. Even if you look at Ireland, it's not that far, and it's not that long ago. Uh, even today, no, like exactly. you see, like you know, if 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 your data is exposed as to whether you're Pro uh, Protestant or Catholic, and the area that you live in, and you know that could be that could result in actual harm to you. Um, you know, you you saw what happened in the Holocaust. And uh, how how uh, you know religious data was used there? I mean, all of these things are. Well, I think are, just having a mobile phone in a um, concentration camp was uh, punishable back then. <laughs> the, 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 the the point being that data is uh, some, a lot of this data is sensitive data, and you know the privacy of it is really important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know going back to that earlier story, I think we you know we we understand that there is monitoring of communications we understand that you know we're carrying around a device that is easily trackable uh and we, we we understand that there are many um you know there are many things that can be done with that with that data etc but to have something that is so blatantly targeting a certain group of people um and delivering it to a section of government that is known for the uh for the uh, how can I put it prejudice. Um, prejudice and potential persecution of of that group of people um, in a global manner as well. I, I, you know, yeah. That, if this doesn't sway people's opinions towards things 
like why GDPR are important and why privacy is important, along with security. You know, I, I, I don't know what does. That's right. God, thank, thanks for bringing us down at the end of well, what was I thought a really it was a, enjoyable uh, <laughs> show, Andy. <laughs> well, I, I had no idea that we'd be running so far out of time. Uh, so I thought we could uh, obviously put in some positive stories before we go. But uh, no, no time. Uh, no the time. world sucks. We, uh, we your both, data's yeah. been misused against you. <laughs> Absolutely. Time to change religion. Um, so and I, prefer- I and preference just, uh, of genitals. To, to avoid being uh, you know, sued, um, the Muslim pro uh, company did not know that this was happening. So that's all right then, brothers. They sold it on, uh, and they didn't know that those data brokers were then selling it on to the military. Um, so they have uh, holy, mo- that's even worse. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, read about it because you're not going to get the facts from me, are you? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You only read the headline. Let's face it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Excellent. So thanks, Andy, for this week's rant of the week. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go out and try and find like Kosher Pro or something like that and yeah. like, download that. Confuse really the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of that movie, The the Infidel, with Omar Dijali on it, where he's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he's, he's, he's a Muslim guy, but then he finds out that he was actually given up for adoption by a Jewish family when he was born. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's actually quite a funny film. <laughs> Oh, dear. No, we don't have time for um, anything to cheer us up. We've only got time for the little people. Uh, <laughs> do we? No, I don't so, think we've so, got time. So let, let's crack on with... <laughs> the Little People. Jeff. Yes, I, I have uh, someone really interesting this week. And um, so why don't you roll, roll the jingle and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll hear them. very good uh we don't have a little person this week (laughs) oh well oh well so have you got anything anything that a little bit more light of heart that we could talk about and close out with instead uh so i was thinking you know when uh we're talking about uh the in america gag uh, and uh, someone said it's not a gag it's a life tip well no a life tip that there was (laughs) i remember uh a friend of mine saying when uh someone said uh you're talking about russia and bear wrestling yeah, yeah. And uh, they said, uh, "Have you ever wrestled a bear?" And he said, "No, but I've choked a few cougars in my time." <laughs> oh, dear God! No. Oh. So, so I'll, sorry, Mum. <laughs> now your mum's like, "Oh, can I have that young man's number?" <laughs> sorry, Mum. <laughs> um, on a more uh, good, uh, positive security note. Uh, despite COVID going on and, uh, you know, the whole world economy in a downturn, some companies are doing really, really well. And actually, I saw just a a news story just like last week that one company actually tripled its valuation in in nine months. Um, So... uh, Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's that? Uh, Sentinel One. So they have... they really? They have raised... Ooh. 267 million in Series F. Series uh, F? Blimey. Yeah, exactly. Some, someone wants to get in on that game. Yeah, yeah. So their, va- their valuation is now th- over 3 billion. So that's like three unicorns. Um, I see an IPO in the future. So are they really a, a, a unicorn then? Is that is that what's the rules for being a unicorn again? Well, when your valuation's at 1 billion. So oh, at okay. their series, at their last Series E funding, they were just at. 
uh, a billion, so they're a unicorn then. Oh um, wow! So so they have like a stable of unicorns now. They they have a stable of unicorns. Yes. <laughs> cool. What is the uh, terminology for a herd of unicorns? A sentinel one. Ah, very good. <laughs> I, I'm guessing. I don't know. Or a or a horn, a horn of unicorns. Well, I thought it was quite good. No, I'm just reading the press release and. <laughs> and you know what? Reading the press release in your head is perfect for <laughs> an audio podcast, Gav. Yeah. Fascinating. So we should keep an eye on Sentinel One. I reckon I reckon they might be uh, potential sponsors. In fact. Post oh. unknown. Sponsored by Sentinel One. They should be able to throw a few unicorns our way. They should. They should. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, thank you for that. Fascinating stuff. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about uh, Sentinel One in the coming weeks. Um, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Javad, thank you, sir. Stay secure, my friends. Oh. Are you going off, Andy? Oh. Oh. Oh, he literally <laughs> just stole That is, ouch. That's cold. That is God, Jav. Yeah, I think we were right to, to strong arm him earlier, yeah. you know, Andy. Jeez. Anyway, Andy, and thank you, sir. Uh, have, I'll be surprised if half of this show makes it to air. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> always a pleasure. Um, it's in three halves at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, thank you, Andy. God, stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. Host Unknown, the podcast, was written, performed and produced by Andrew Agnes, Javad Malik and Tom Langford. Copyright 2015, or something like that. Insert legal agreement here as applicable and binding in your country of residence. We thank you. Jeez, that, well, was, that was a for one. That was a pulling teeth. That was, was horrible. I thought my podcast yesterday was terrible um, with, uh, with Eric. Because we, we were like 20 minutes in and then realised I hadn't hit the record button. <laughs> oh, what kind of idiot would do that? I know, I know, complete amateur hour. And we had our first proper guest on yesterday as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear.